This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Star Wars in Character. We are here... Yay! With- <laughs> Yay, finally! Yes, we are here, yeah, it's me, Chris, there's, there's Tim. Hello. And our, our, our buddy Jeff from his other podcast network. Say hello, Jeff. Marvin Dog Media. Uh, that, that, that's Marvin Dog Media, thanks for the plug, Chris. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hello, everybody. And a very, very handsome man. Handsome. Name. You already introduced me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Christian Simpson, say hello. Hello. That is I Gavin said, I said hello. I yes, said you hello. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did. So, yeah, Christian, we, uh, Christian's a, a favorite of us, a favorite of ours, I should say, here on, on SWIC. Uh, he's... He's been uh, on a few of our past episodes. If you're if you're a newcomer to the show, go back, listen to the Gavin Psych episode, listen to the uh, Christian Simpson interview. You'll have a you'll get to know him then. And uh, if you wanted to hear him talk about his involvement on the Force Awakens on our past the popcorn last year, we had uh, Christian and Orly Schumacher to to uh, to come on and talk about the Force Awakens. Well, this year we just have Christian because apparently. Christian has some involvement with Rogue One this time around. Apparently so. I, I was extremely lucky to be invited back as a voice actor on the movie. Um, so as with The Force Awakens, you can hear me and, and a, another group of very talented people who I, I'm really not worthy of, <laughs> of being in the company of. But um, yeah, we, we do the looping, they call it. So you may also know it as ADR. But basically, a lot of the sounds of characters who maybe are off screen or maybe needed the voices re-recorded, um, you can hear me and us in there. And um, yeah, I don't know if we're doing spoilers or no spoilers, but we can point, we can do spoilers. Spoiler, <laughs> if you guys have not seen the movie, turn this off. Go see the movie. If you have seen the movie, continue listening because we are yeah. going to talk spoilers. And I don't know if this is even a, a spoiler, but for what it's worth. Um, if you have a keen ear, you, the most prominent place you hear me is about half an hour into the movie. There's the Jeddah town battle mm-hmm. and, um, the guy falls off the precipice holding the explosive grenade. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there are some, uh, resistance guys scrambling for the Kyber crystals and you'll hear me going Kyber, Kyber, <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of stuff. Uh, I remember that. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yours truly. And nice. very, very honored to, to be doing those kind of things. And there's other bits throughout, you know, military stuff and fall back, fall back and battle cries and even an Imperial on the Death Star. So, I mean, this, this was the dream, you know, seven years old watching Empire Strikes Back to think that I could have been in that movie or a new hope. I mean, that was just a dream. And now somehow... I found myself through a bizarre series of um, chance meetups and and friends and, you know, this 20-year journey. I'm now on the Death Star 10 minutes before A New Hope. So what's going 
what's going on with that? That's crazy. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <amazing>. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So do you, do you, uh, do you just uh, do a ADR for one of the, one of the officers or is it an officer that's off screen saying, Hey, run away or something like that. So, so we did some things, um, basically background Imperials and you're here as they're preparing to try out the, the death star and the spoilers. There is a death star in this movie. Uh, <laughs> it's on the poster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so what it, that big round thing was. Yeah. That's no moon. <laughs> that's no moon. Uh, I, I see what you did there. I like that. Yeah. And it's really indistinguishable in, in the mix. Cause it's very ambient and just sort of murmuring, but it was actually me and Sam Witwer just talking Imperial and, and, um, being like, yes, I, I hear they hit a spice mine on Edu. <laughs> yes, yes, no, it was actually a Kyber crystal mine, and uh, they disguised it as a spice mine. And we're just talking nonsense, basically, in in Imperial kind of dialect. Um, but you, it, you'll hear it in the movie more like a sort of murmur, 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 murmur. Walla, yeah. walla. Yeah, I was I was really hoping that you were the the voice of the guy that says, "Did you hear about the T 15s Yeah, yeah. They, now they're obsolete. <laughs> yeah, I think that was Dave Collins, um, yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe Sam as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that got a laugh in the cinema. That was great. It was uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, it, when um, I remember when you were talking Force Awakens, yeah, you guys did this record you did that recording pretty close to the release of the film how right. about how long ago did you did you get to go in and, and record on this one yeah we they gave us a whole week of extra time on this one so we were a week earlier i think than force awakens um but still basically october so pretty you know pretty last minute and that's how they do it they have to do the picture lock so they have to yeah. have essentially the the edit of the picture so that the stuff we're recording is is smooth isn't doesn't have to be cut again and it can join all those those gaps in the audio and that kind of stuff so yeah october very cool very cool now if would you pass along a message to like matt wood or david acord or here it comes and and i i for 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 Episode eight, because I know you're going to be in. It. I know you can't say anything, but I know you're going to be in it. Don't lie. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? If if you can just pass along, I'll just get on Skype and just do things like go go go. Oh, look at that! <laughs> um, and do you think that they could just put one of those in the movie? I will definitely ask. I'm no kidding. I we we meet up from time to time and grab dinner, so I will I will bring it up. Um, maybe I'll just play this. I'll just play this back. Yeah. So, well, yeah. remind remind Matt Wood. I gave him a magnet to put on the refrigerator. <laughs> you did at at, uh, at 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 the at which which studio is he out of? Is he out of Letterman? He's, a, he's at Skywalker Ranch up in um, you know near San Francisco. I told him to put this magnet on the refrigerator in the staff room. And he and sent me a picture, and he never did. So just say he gave you a magnet to put on the staff room. Since you never sent him a picture, he deserves to be in episode eight. Or the, okay, now, if I say if I say you have to do this because you didn't do that other thing, I think it may backfire. Oh, okay. So, so in, instead, so, I'll, I'll I will say to him, "Hey, this guy is such has such a great voice. Honestly, um, you know, yes. usually Skype sounds pretty bad." <laughs> um, but this guy sounds ultra HD, even on Skype. Yeah, 
And you go. should see me in person. It's it's. You, have you ever seen these libraries of Memorex? That's my life. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think you'll be on camera, so either way, that works. <laughs> well, I've got a great, I got a great uh, voice for looping an ADR. So, and a face, for a great face for it. I mean, I'm, that's what I meant to say. Great- I messed up the joke. <laughs> Damn it! So it was still funny. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now you've seen the you've seen the film, and no, there's no, I haven't I haven't seen it. Is it good? Yeah, well, uh, of the of the three of us on our end, two thirds of us really really liked it, and one third of us. I'm on the has fence. Issues. I'm on the fence. I'm not saying it was bad. I I just have to. There, it's weird for me. There's the stuff I really loved, and there's stuff where I had just had a problem with. But I saw it. He once. had a problem with some guy yelling "Kyber" during a fight. Uh, he really <laughs> yeah. just couldn't stand. He couldn't well, see, get past him. He checked some, out. Ruined it. Ruined it. Some of us have seen it once, Tim. Some of us didn't see it three times. Back I've only to seen back, it once. Back to back to back on the same day. All right, Tim. <laughs> I did see it three times yesterday. Uh, yeah, Chris. No, uh, I, uh, Tim I was... inundated himself, so it's, he's having a Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I was, of course, pulling your leg. I have seen it, so I'm afraid it's three against one now. Oh, no. I'm not saying yeah. it's bad. So that, that tells us one of us is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like it's that. Either, like uh, a three tire. I'm going with that number. Yeah, so somehow the somehow the the, the, the country elected Trump president, so, uh, I mean, who's, who's right and who's wrong there? Right. For democracy. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. This is how democracy dies. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so Christian, tell us tell us what your final thoughts on the film were um, after you I, after you saw it. My final thoughts. I haven't given you my first thoughts. Oh, give I, us your first thoughts and then your final, <laughs> and then your middle thoughts and middle then thoughts. thoughts. You know, points. I'll give and, I'll give you three sets of thoughts. Yeah. Okay. First set of thoughts is doing the ADR and seeing maybe a half of the film. Um, we we got to see the the Vader stuff at the very end. Oh, uh, we, we got to do, you know, some rebels stuck in a corridor screaming and being slaughtered. Um, and they played that back for us, you know, a couple of times so we could rehearse and, and get the, the timing and whatever. And we were just in awe. Uh, if you, if you can imagine a group of, um, 15 or so voice actors stuck in a sound recording, uh, room with, their hands over their mouths and their eyebrows up to the top of their forehead, just <laughs> in short, sheer awe. Who was uh, now, who was standing to the left and to the right of you during during this recording? Uh, left was Verona Blue, um, very talented uh, voice actress. She does the voice of the antenna near the end. If you oh, neat. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Antenna, aligning that thing. Uh, and to my right, I think was Orly Schumacher, who you mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, and she is, she's also market traders and various things. And she was in The Force Awakens, of course. She was the TIE fighter scavenger. Um, That's right. Uh, I've, grabbing, I've, yeah, grabbing that piece that, that crashed. And she said so, something about watermelon. Uh, I think she used the, if yeah. I remember, she used the, uh, the, the Israeli term for watermelon. I think, yeah, I think that was Avatia. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's in the market. And then in the TIE fighter, it was um, McAfee SA. Which means I'll get it, or it's mine. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's great. They love slipping those things in, especially when you when you're in that country and you're in Israel or whatever, and you <laughs> see it. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so we were just in awe, and they they were watching us watching it, and they left it running so we could see the layer thing at the end. <sighs> and he, we when we saw it, it was the 
uh, motion capture double. So it was another. Okay. Um, she had, you know, the red dots on her face and, and stuff. Um, but even when she delivered her final line, we were just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and they played it again for us. And until we were just less in shock. Um, just so cool. So I got to see, you know, those those sort of bits and we got a, a rough mental idea and you're like, is it good? I don't I don't know. The end is amazing. I don't, well, how does how's it going to piece together? And then we were very lucky to be invited to the cast and crew screening on Tuesday at the El Capitan in Hollywood. Nice. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's sort of, they call it the Lucasfilm Friends and Family, which is just still makes me, me blush. And it's <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Uh, and I, I was sitting behind the, the showrunners from Freemaker Adventures. Oh, yeah. Uh, just surrounded by, by very cool people. Bonnie P.S. was there. Oh, mine, Han Baru. And the crowd there just went crazy for, for all of it because we're all fans, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I have to say we loved it. We just not – and you try and think outside of bias, but there were just so many cool moments. The characters stood out. Um, the, uh, the droid is, is definitely the highlight for me, K2SO. I, w- I was so telling Chris that. I thought, I thought he was one of the best parts of the film. Yeah, and- definitely. And Donnie is is fantastic as well. They're all they're all great. And Felicity did an amazing job with such a demanding role. Um, but the callbacks to the to the other movies, you know, um, yeah. we actually in our session we voiced some of the rebel pilots. Um, and I think because one of one of them had passed away. Obviously, they used the footage from A New Hope. The two the two pilots they used they use Angus McInnes and. Another one, yeah, yeah, and one of them passed away. David back in February was, was the other one. Drew, Drew Henley, Drew. Yes, well, in that case, there, was, there were three. Um, David Ancrum was Wedge, the voice of Wedge in A New Hope. Oh, yep. And they had him do some lines for Wedge, which which didn't make it, but he's still an announcer um, talking about Scarif over they, the PA system. So was was Wedge in the film, or or did they cut the Wedge? I, they I didn't, didn't notice have a wedge wedge scene, but they had David okay. record the voice, which was going to be over the radio. And wow. um, I believe we realized that the lines that he had recorded, which related to the Death Star, that we then realized Wedge wouldn't have seen the Death Star at that point in the sequence. Oh, yeah, that's right. Look yeah. at the size of that thing. That kind that's of right. stuff. Yeah. Um, and they had Gold Leader. I, I forget which one. One, uh, I th- yeah, Angus McInnes was one, and, and Drew Henley were the. And those are the actors uh, for yeah. for the, the two that you, yeah. when you see them, like, oh my god, those are the guys from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the one who had sadly passed away is no longer with us. Um, I believe they used James Arnold Taylor for that one. Oh, okay. So we're doing a sound alike thing, and then just changing the end of the line a little bit to make it, you know, relevant to the shield ring and. Yeah, so just those callbacks and the, the attention to detail of digitizing that unused footage from 30 years ago, 30 plus years. Uh, just incredible that they did so much of that. Um, my highlight for me, just personally, was seeing Mustafar. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. That because, that was yeah. I had I had my first fanboy geek out moment in a movie yeah. when I saw that because <laughs> I I had not heard anything uh, really thought about it since I read the interview in the early 90s with George Lucas where he was talking about the lava planet that he had yeah. had envisioned for this and my friend that was with me wasn't aware of it she's a Star Wars fan but she wasn't aware of that and I just freaked out and she looked at me I was like I'll tell you after the movie <laughs> I just had the biggest smile on my face but I haven't heard anybody else mention it until now so I'm glad yeah. you had the same reaction well for they me had- it's, it's personal as well if I'm going to give you a little quiz here okay okay so I'm going to I'm going to scratch something let's <laughs> 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 help it's your temple <laughs> in the mic okay. and you have to you have to guess it's not dirty or is it you have to guess what I'm scratching so this is the new segment for your show it's no longer Simpson <laughs> Says guess what Kristen is scratching it's what not am Simpson I scratching? Says it's Simpson Scratches so okay here we go ready can you hear that a, be- uh, a goatee I- a beer or something Oh, no. It's rigid. That could be anything. It sounds like the edge, like like the pages of a book. It's mentioned in a book, but I'll I'll give you the answer. Um, this is a piece of lava rock that I'm holding in my hand from Mustafar. Oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> from Revenge of the Sith, uh, they allowed me to borrow it, and I've been borrowing it since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring this back. See you. So, is, is that called uh, borrowing still? I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lump of rock. I mean, it was going in the going in the trash, and they said, "Sure, you take it." Because I was lying in it, so I felt very connected. To it. Yeah. I'm, uh, did you? Uh, did you just like take a bite of it, and then uh, you, just, you just left with it in your mouth? Uh, yes, it wasn't in my mouth, but yes. Um, well, so Chris. I, yeah, I'm very connected to Mustafa. So yes. Chris and I can relate to that because we were in Philly, Philadelphia. Oh my god! And we we chipped little pieces of brick off of uh, uh, Mickey's gym. The, Mickey's gym from Rocky, right? <laughs> a couple <laughs> couple months ago. So now we we carry little pieces of Mickey's gym now in our pockets. That's cool. That's so, cool. Not as cool as a volcano, but you know. Well, if I carry this in my pocket, it looks like I'm very pleased to see you. <laughs> so, so. so yeah. Um, let me ask this when, <laughs> when they, when they showed you, we'll go back to that Vader scene again. Mm. When they showed you that scene, did they tell you what they were going to show you? No. Oh, no. wow. And did they, was it in, in, in living color or was it like black and white? Sometimes you can see like when they do looping and that sort of stuff. Traditionally, it's like a black and white kind of thing. Was it a, um, was it in color? Do you know now? Cause I've seen it in color. I'm like, was it, but no, it was black and white. Okay. Yeah. But even, even with that, you just and they still had the wires on the stunt guys and all yeah. that stuff. Ugh. But yeah, even then, they didn't tell us anything about it. They're like, okay, this is the next scene. You're just going to be some some guys. You know, they're in a kind of scary situation. They're trapped, um, and then they then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah. you're asking yourself, why is there a janitor with a mop standing by? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a it was just a mop and. Uh, it's in the dark, and the janitor's just breathing heavily. <laughs> yeah. really they, they, didn't even, they didn't even need to use old uh, Darth Vader footage. They just got a asthmatic yeah. janitor to stand there in the yeah. in the sound room. That's great, but it still That's worked. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, who were who were some of the other? Let's let's when you go see the movie, obviously uh, you can see the names in the credits. Uh, but I saw there are a lot of great great names who were some of the other guys that you were 
that you were there with uh, recording. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned a few of them. Um, we also had, let's think, David Ancrum, of course, from from A New Hope, which was kind of like when we brought back Kipsang Rotic. It was near Numb or mm-hmm. Nine Numb. Uh, yeah. Um, Eugene Bird was there. Um, David Collins and Sam Whitworth, of course. Uh, Michael Donovan, who is the voice director on Freemaker. Huh. He was oh. he was he was also to my right. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. Terry Douglas was there. She was the ADR. She basically cast the ADR session. Um but you'll see, you'll hear her in the mix a few times. Um and then just very talented people like um Karen Huey, who is she's got a very distinctive voice in the market scenes. Um you'll always hear her well. Lex Lang was there, who I think has voiced and solo in video games before. Um, Vanessa Lenji's uh, was there and you hear her scream I'm sure it's her scream is a very distinctive female scream after the big explosion on Jeddah the first town explosion oh yeah when they yeah, yeah the, the first attack yeah the, the tank yeah uh, Kat Sheridan who was on Force Awakens also Kat Sheridan uh, is a lovely lovely lady is she single <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe she's taken Oh, I was going to say, sorry, was, sorry, was like, could, would she be willing to lower her standards for a guy in Nashville? Um, I believe she's taken. Oh, dang it. Even for that. Um, <laughs> but I could set you up with Fred Tattershaw. Well, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Is it cute? Um, I'm, Is it I'm cute? kidding, of course. I'm kidding, of course. But he was there, and he, he does a lot of the those very distinct, uh, deep alien voices and the kind yeah. of Jabba the Hutt kind of uh, stuff. He, of course, was the voice of the Hulk in the movie. Um, and, yeah, and James Arnold Taylor, who I mentioned. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Matthew Wood. That Wood. Matty Wood. I, lo- yeah. I, I, I love James Arnold Taylor. I think yeah, there were a few times where I was like, I think that's, I think that's J.A.T. right there. There were a few times I was yeah. like, because uh, I think the, the, I can't remember the name, but it's that kind of slug-like looking a rebel oh, the that, mind reader yeah the, that was do you, who do you remember who did that one was that uh do you know i i don't think that was during our session okay so i could only speculate yeah i don't know okay right. um, i thought i thought that was a neat scene but they didn't really yeah. they, i have a feeling that there was a lot of unused footage from that the the stuff with uh, Forrest Whitaker because there's a lot of stuff that that you heard in in the trailers in terms of dialogue. And so I have a feeling that when this comes out on, on Blu-ray or whatever, I think mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot more scenes in that, in that setting. Yeah. Uh, you know, they feels- shot it very much direct, um, like a documentary style. So they, uh, there was a lot of stuff shot and I think it was, it's kind of an interesting trend where you show stuff in the trailer. Cause usually the trailers ruin the film for me. Cause I yeah. they show all the right. best bits yeah. and then you're like, Oh, I know this bit's coming. And then, Oh, that was the best bit anyway. That's kind of a nice idea to show stuff you're not going to use, but it's still great and gets people into the theater. Yeah. And then surprise them. So I, I was happy with that. Well, obviously, in, in A New Hope, all these characters aren't in it because, you know, obviously everyone perils, everyone dies. <laughs> Is there a character Spoilers. in this one that you teared up at? Because I had a character that I actually was watery-eyed when this person passed. Um, 
I did hold back tears. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the Donnie Yen thing. Yes, weirdly. that's yeah. it. Yeah, it was mine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, it was cute. I mean, their their relationship, their their comradeship and and friendship was very well executed uh, until he was executed. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> yeah, I did hold back tears for that. Yeah, it was it was K two for me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. See, because I saw, I saw the, the, I saw the, the Donnie, Donnie Yen. I saw that coming from a mile away. But K two, I didn't. It didn't. It surprised me. I saw the film again on Thursday with with civilians, and um, there was a, <laughs> a kid behind me. And when when K two died uh, or was deactivated, I should say it's less sad. The kid just went. He's like a ten year old boy. He just went. Oh, I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, I started welling up, and I'm like, oh, get it together. And then I, You're a professional. You, just, you turned around, yeah. and you embraced him, and the dad's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to my kid? Come on. I didn't embrace him because he kept kicking my chair. But, <laughs> One of those. You did the opposite yeah. of embrace. Yeah. <laughs> I embraced him with my fist. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, but I just adjusted my 3D glasses, pretended to anyway, whilst wiping yeah. away a little yeah. solitary mm-hmm. tear. Yeah. Were you were you at the um, the panel at Celebration Anaheim where they showed the the trailer with Gareth Edwards? Were you or did you go to that panel in in Anaheim? No, I couldn't make that uh, ah, damn event at all. No, sadly not. Okay, but maybe next time. I was I was curious to to hear what what you would have thought after seeing that and then finally seeing the film and seeing how you know if everything sort of met your expectations i guess but uh that was that that panel was really cool to see i i think i i uh i bootlegged the, that that trailer and put it up on facebook and lucas immediately had it taken down that was you timmy yep. that was me oh i heard about that yeah that was big, <laughs> big like, gossip yeah. They're like, you know what? We were going to call this guy to do a voice, uh, but uh, yeah. since he did that, yeah, and slap him with a DCMA notice. Yeah, yeah. And now he's, did, he's banned. He's banned from, I did from see, LucasArts. Yeah, forever. I did see some clips from that panel. Um, what was your What was your takeaway, and what was your your thoughts when, when it came together? Well, the way that they made it seem, they they made it seem like it was going to be like a straight on gritty war movie. That's how they, that's how they promoted it back then. I remember John Knoll talking about it. They were saying like a Saving Private Ryan kind of thing, and I didn't yeah. think it was as intense as a Saving Private Ryan. But I think that they found a, a happy medium where it could have gone too far that it would alienate younger kids uh, but I, I they 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 had that potential was there and i think some people want that for some reason i think some people they want their star wars to be gritty and dark and i yeah. and i i'd like that uh that they didn't go as far as they initially made it sound like it was going to go i think they they yeah. showed the just the right amount of restraint to make it uh, a little more broad I agree. Uh, they did enough footage to give them options, and obviously, you know that's part of the process. Is is you do a, a rough cut and you see if you like it or if you want to go in a different direction. And I think that desire for the grittiness comes from everyone's love of Empire Strikes Back, the the dark, you know, the ending of that particularly ending on a low note. And people want to recapture that, so they say we want Star Wars to be darker which I, I completely agree with. 
but again, Star Wars is always for kids um, as well. And we, we fell in love when we were kids. And, you know, look at Phantom Menace, look at Jar Jar. And um, I was in a store the other day and there was a Jar Jar toy. It was one of those ones where you can piece different limbs mm-hmm. together from different yeah. uh, characters. And it's like an, an eight-year-old boy and he's just like, oh, Jar Jar Winks. <laughs> and he just was so excited. And I, you can't lose sight of that. So you do have to walk that middle ground. And you just can't please all the people all the time. But I think you're right. It did a really great job of, of balancing the two uh, audience desires. Yeah. Well, and you talk about it being dark. You, you and I both, I think, probably saw Return uh, The Empire Strikes Back first. It sounds like you did as I did. well. Yeah, I did. And, you know, that's up until this point was the darkest of, of the films. I guess, well, I guess Revenge of the Sith is pretty dark itself. But uh, yeah. it didn't seem dark when I was a kid. I didn't. No, it, I didn't, didn't key in on the on the uh, the darker theme, so I kind of assume that that's kind of what's going to happen here. Except it is hard to account for the fact that everybody dies at the yeah. end. Yeah, well, with Empire, it's the darker themes are you don't pick up on them. You're right. Uh, you know, Vader in the cave. Those kind of right. almost sub subliminal. It's more psychological things. than anything. Yeah, a lot of psychology and the mythology. Of course, you don't understand fully, but it it gives you a great message as a kid. Whereas for a war film, if it's blatantly people being shot dead on camera, as a kid, you can't escape knowing what that is. Mm. So, um, but I'm hearing great things about episode eight uh, from, you know, the Empire Strikes Back kind of darkness. Uh, and it's the middle of the trilogy, obviously. So it's, it's got that theme that's expected of it. So I think for anyone that was left wanting from Rogue One for the darkness. I, I hear that um, Episode 8 is going to quench that thirst. Oh, sweet. Mm. Now, I know you got a, you got a, a bolt in a couple minutes. I but do. I do. I have a starship to catch, so it's leaving, <laughs> leaving right on time. Typical Empire. I just have, I have two, two real quick questions for you. Sure. And what one thing did you want to see in this movie that wasn't there? And what one thing that you saw made you happier than happy could be? (laughs) What did I want to see? Ah, that's a really good question. You know, I, I genuinely wasn't left wanting more. I genuinely thought it it met the needs perfectly. I can't think of a sing- single thing. You know, they, they brought it right up to the start of A New Hope. Um, we had a teaser of 3PO and R2, just enough of the original stuff. I didn't even miss the scroll. I think it's completely correct that they set this apart from the, if you want to call them the classic trilogy films, and that this is a standalone, because those, those trilogies, that what are going to be three trilogies, are hallowed ground. And they should always be special and slightly different, I believe. Um, and a spin-off is a spin-off, you know? Right. Yep. So I, I didn't even miss the scroll. And <clears throat> as for what made me giddy, we talked about Mustafar already. Um, I think second to that was, was things like having Bail Organa. Because, and, and you know, Matt Wood is partly responsible for this, but Gareth Edwards as well. There's this desire at Disney to really mesh the prequels the sequels and the original trilogy together into one cohesive universe and you know bringing mustafar bringing bale in and you know using voice actors from all the different trilogies and the sounds of the ships are the same 
they're really doing a fantastic job of that and I, I just couldn't be happier at seeing little moments like that yeah definitely definitely yeah that's that's one of my that was one of my favorite things was seeing the uh, bringing the some of those those actors from the prequels into this like as we said Bail Organa and uh, Mon Mothma and, Mon Mothma uh, of course yeah so yeah I, I have a, I have a question yeah so I do I do have to go however this is more important because it's Star Wars so <laughs> I, I was chatting with Sam Whitmer about this and we've got a theory but You'll notice R2 and 3PO are on at the Rebel headquarters just before all the X-Wings take off up to Scarif um, and the battle ensues. And at the end of that battle, you see the Tanta V4 leaving with the plans. I see where you're going. Which is meant to be ten, yeah. minutes, 10 minutes before yeah. A New Hope. But then A New Hope starts and you've got R2 and 3PO on the Tanta V4. So... Is that a glitch, or was it to be four at the Rebel headquarters and took off with Leia um, and R two and three PO? That's kind of what have. I figured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Or, or if it was in other areas of the galaxy, because we didn't see any any ships outside of Tanta or outside of Yavin. So the, 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 she may have already, she may have been at uh, Alderaan and zipped over to the battle. Yeah, maybe I possibly she was, with that she was, with whichever flagship that was. Yeah, maybe she was saying goodbye to to Bale. Oh wait, but yeah, but wait, how? Yeah, but uh, I guess she, she would have to have been on Yavin. I don't know. Now I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, she would have. She would have had to have been on Yavin. Yeah, Tantive uh, yeah. for for a fourth time. They can well, the Tantive the Tantive would have had to have been on Yavin because if they were under Antilles, who was the captain. But, they but, but Bail Organa said he was leaving and he had somebody that he was going to send. So you have to assume. Maybe they, they sent the Tantive to they, Yeah, they Alderaan. sent the Tantive to, well, from Alderaan to, uh, oh, good grief. To the, the planet that, that they went to? Smish, um, I forget. I forget Scarif? the name of it. Scarif, Scarif thank you. It. They would have had to send it to Scarif. But hey, yeah, how did, how did uh, R2 and C-3PO end up on there? Unless mm. they went with Organa. I think I think they went with Organa. I think Organa yeah. was like, "Come on, boys! All right, beep beep." Yeah, because they looked like they were maybe waiting at the hangar door for some transport. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There we go. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they thought that through, and they yeah. Maybe they, they even shot some scenes that were cut that explained it. But yeah. Well, nice. Well, well, Christian, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on and talking. Uh, I know you're you're a busy guy in Hollywood. I do want to say uh, we saw you in in Independence Day. We oh, thought you were you. the best best pilot in all. And <laughs> I, th- I think you're now being typecast as a pilot in everything. It seems so. to be the way. Yeah. So thank you for <laughs> noticing that. As well. <laughs> that was a lot of fun too. But that's a whole other podcast. A whole other yeah. When we start great. Independence Independence Day in character, we'll call you back. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll uh, we'll we'll post some links to your Facebook page and your website is christiansimpson.com. Am I correct? It in is. That? It is indeed. And don't forget if if. Um, you guys or any of your listeners are into time travel by any chance or sci-fi. I don't know if they like sci-fi, but check out my book. Uh, you can find it at thechrononaut.com um, or also via my writing website, which is chrisjsimpson.com. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. All right. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll send you on your way. I know you got a transport to catch. 
yeah it's actually just taking off so i gotta go i gotta go now guys um see you soon and uh may the force be with you and also Always. with you and also with you take care uh, <laughs> okay bye see ya. all right he's a sweetheart He's a great guy. Now, really, yeah. Jeff. And let me let me just say, if you ever write a book, there is no such thing as a shameless plug. You should be allowed to plug that all you want. <laughs> yeah. He should have just came on. Book, 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 So let's 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 start talking film here, fellas. Now, Chris didn't like it. I didn't say I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it that much. I'm not. If you said it wasn't perfect, that's all we need to know. That means you you hated it. I didn't hate it. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're not allowed to to say it's anything less than wonderful. Isn't that how that works? I was so afraid to post post something last night when I saw the movie because I knew people were going to be fucking like, you know, you asshole, you suck. (laughs) And Tim was one of them too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, I, got, I came out of the movie, the third movie. I called Chris because I thought Chris would have liked it. I honestly, and I, I sent a message. I, was, I thought that he would have liked it as well because I loved it. Yeah, and I, I sent a message to Dave saying, "Dave, I think you're going to like this movie." And then I hear Chris go, "I don't like it as much I, as everybody else." I, I'm hoping. I mean, Dave, like, like Dave hated the Force Awakens. I love the Force Awakens. I'm gonna. Dave hates anything that doesn't have the original trilogy characters in it, though. Pretty much, right? I, I, it's so with him, this it's, movie has no. If it's not George Lucas, like, I, I told Tim it was missing the John Williams score behind it, big time. For me, I yeah. keep hearing that from a lot of people. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with the music. Uh, sure, it's not John Williams, but it didn't detract and it didn't uh, didn't diminish my enjoyment. Uh, the things that diminished my enjoyment had nothing to do with the soundtrack. The first hour, I don't know how you can stay awake. It's, it's slow. A, it's it's pretty slow, but you know the last hour, uh, more than makes up for it. It kind of does. Yes, that's I agree. Like, the whole the whole Vader, the whole fighting down on the beach, up in the sky was simply amazing. I told Tim the CGI for Tarkin and Leia bothered nope. the hell out of me. Yeah, here's okay. Here's if I may. Here is my here's my big quibble. The technology is not as far along as everyone seems to think that it is. You've got Ben Mendelsohn in a scene with whatever that Tarkin was. Ben Mendelsohn <laughs> has a great face. Yeah. He's got a face that's been lived in. It's got it, it, he's, his skin has texture like anybody's skin. So when you're cutting between he and Digitarkin, we'll call him. Season uh, from Apes, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah you're cutting between the two. You're noticing that anytime you're on Ben Mendelsohn, you're noticing the skin tone. And the, the skin tone is not not uniform because nobody's is. You cut back to Tarkin. Even though he's supposed to be old, the skin is smooth. The lighting is too perfect on him. The shadows don't even match. They're in the same room and the shadows don't even match. And the eyes move around way too much yeah. because mm-hmm. they're trying to give the appearance of him being real and every time his eyes moved it looked fake answer me this jeff because tim disagrees the scene where you finally see tarkin he walks to the window and you see uh peter cushion's reflection in the window that's all i needed if they had done that and kept him in shadow for the rest of it yes you know there's 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 a lot of tarkin so it would have been tough to do but there are certain scenes where much like the end of the movie they purposefully hold on him as if to say hey guys look what we can do yeah and guys you didn't really do it right and at the end with with leia i didn't need to see her face yeah i told him they could have her they said what is that they she could have held it up from behind held the card up and you could have heard her say hope Show the white and then robe. Take off. You know who it is. You don't have to zoom into a CGI. As it is, yeah. as it is, I'm, I'm, I was taken out of the film for just a split second because I was going, "Oh wow, that's Carrie Fisher." How'd they do that? Oh, the movie's over. 
I, but again, I, I agree I'm, with I'm the Carrie Fisher. Ear ear, I'm smiling from ear to ear at the end of the film, so it didn't didn't destroy it for me. But yeah, come on, guys, really. I, I agree with the Carrie Fisher. I don't believe that you needed to see that. I think that they did that just as a wink. But I think over time, I think people are going to be more forgiving of that. I think over time, they're, they're, we're gonna we're gonna go through a period where everybody's gonna tear it apart. But I think over time, people are gonna get past it and just sort of accept it. Um, for as for Peter Cushing, they probably could have gotten around the amount of Cushing if he just came in kind of at the end a little bit, if he wasn't there the whole time that the construction was going on, but then that would sort of go against what we saw in episode three with him being there at the, at the Genesis of the, yeah. um, I think they could, I think they could have kept the amount of Tarkin in there and they could have, they could have worked around it just like you I, do, you know, just like they did with you, just like you do with any movie when you, when you lose an actor. You work around it. You you can acknowledge right. it, but you work around it, and it d- wouldn't have been as distracting. But I think I told this to Chris when we were doing passive popcorn. That if they had kept if they had kept Tarkin in shadow, or if they kept him direct or out of focus, it would have done. It would have been like the home improvement where home improvement Wilson thing, where where Wilson yeah where they 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 went to great lengths to cover Wilson's face so you wouldn't see him. And I think that would have even been more distracting if they had done something like that. I think I think just it was too much Tarkin. It was like show us the back or show him walk by the screen or the reflection in the window. Like show us hints that yes, we know that's Tarkin, but don't zoom up, up his fucking nostril and show us like but look it, at the CGI. <laughs> I think but I think what it did is it, it it gave us a little extra a little a little extra Tarkin that showed in terms of character development that showed him being as as tough as nails uh, and as rigid and as ambitious as he as we always knew him to be, and I think that that just added a little extra stuffing to that, which I thought was really cool. Tim, who you say, you said you saw some prequel um, characters like in the in that in that town walking around? Who were they? Did I say prequel characters in the town? Yeah, I thought when we would bit popcorn, I thought you said something like. You saw a few prequel. Well, in terms features. of the prequel stuff, like 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 as I said with when we were talking with Christian, like the um, you know the Mon Mothma and the um, and the Bail Organas, the prequel sort of stuff. I, I think there should have been more prequel things. I think we should have seen some more aliens that we had seen in other films. I I could have sworn I heard, and I could be. I, I saw and watched him. Chris, when I heard some kind of um, Sebulba character voice. You, you, I mean, it's possible you may have heard things like that. They're like, the one, the one, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, I mean, like, those are sort of general, general things. I'll ask this. What did you guys think of when you saw Evazin and, and Ponda Baba? Cool. Um, again, <clears throat> held too long on it. Didn't this is again supposed to take place? What? 10 minutes before, <laughs> before a new hope. <laughs> yeah, so you didn't look in, like in the, <laughs> in the couple of days between then and, and when when Luke the had the showdown in the cantina, yeah. a they got to Tatooine, got drunk in the bar, and apparently Doctor Evazan put on about forty pounds. <laughs> and I just didn't understand it. Why enormous. not just why not just use the same technology so it looks the same? Yeah, see, that's a good yeah. point. I uh, I was reading through the visual guide last night, 
and they were showing these characters like there was a headless character and I didn't notice them in the movie maybe when I go back I'll look to see if they're there there was headless characters or people with half heads like they were called like decranialized and they didn't specifically point out Dr. Evison as being as as doing this to them but they said you know a mad surgeon was was on Jeddah oh. and performing these experiments so they it it alluded to these weird characters that are that are in the town possibly were done by Evison that would make sense yeah and i think that's great but again you know just cut to a cut on him so you just long enough to recognize him and then cut back to her reaction but if you're going to hold on him, you better make sure it looks exactly like yeah. what we saw back in 1977. True. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because it was only it's like days away, and the guy. You're right. The guy looked looked like he he gained 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Like, you're right. Like Dr. Evans. Well, he Evans looks teenage son. He yeah. looks more like the the action figure that came out a few years ago. There was a there was this kind of skinny with a little bit of a pot belly action figure that came right. out, and they I think they used that action figure as the main as the main inspiration for this design of the character. But I did notice that it was, that he was skinnier, but it, I don't know. It, that didn't really bother me. I thought, I still thought it was very cool. And I, and the people that were there were all uh, the people that were behind me, I should say in the theater, all, all were laughing at it and they thought it was funny. And it was, it really was, I thought it was a fun callback. It, it was, I, I liked the moment. Um, yeah. I just, again, the execution of it, now, uh, looking through the, uh, I guess through the visual guide, they did get in that that beardy guy that never speaks is supposed to be Jan Dadana. Yeah, but he doesn't I really that. look like the Jan Dadana. So, yeah, he, why why would they digitize all these other characters and not and and then all of a sudden, well, for Dadana, we'll just recast it as a guy who. That's kinda? what I want a Tarkin to be recast. Like, show me a guy. Stephen Stanton or somebody with makeup on that looks like Targon. Then I would, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I didn't want to see Planet of the Apes, uh, Gollum, watching the Death Star. You know? Yeah, we're not we're not quite there yet. Stop trying to convince us that we are. <laughs> yeah, like and that that's kind of scary. Like they're going to be putting all these people, make them younger. Like Ant Man, um, Michael Douglas looked amazing. He really but again, they younger. didn't hold on him. You know, you, you uh, notice there were a lot of quick shots, a true. lot of angles. Yeah. There were no close-ups that held on his face. Yeah, you're right. It was too much. Too much yeah. Tarkin. TM- <laughs> TMT. TMT. <laughs> TMT. Oh, man. So, but, uh, I mean, overall, I think Jeff and I are more on the... We're more forgiving of the things that we are criticizing right now. Yeah, yes. it, didn't, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the film as a whole of the story. Um, I, 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 In terms of the, the cast, I, I thought... Mads Mikkelsen is great. He's really great in everything. Yeah, he um, is great. He was he's my favorite actor in this movie. Like all the rest, I told Tim, a lot of the acting for me was boring and dry and not that good. I didn't really get behind a character much. Well, I really like Donnie Yen. I thought that he he brought uh, some some humor into it as a character that I went into thinking he was not going to be funny. And not going to be a likable character. He, I was turned around immediately. Just the way that he smiled and the jokes that he like, 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 are are you kidding? I'm blind. Yeah, that was funny. Bag over his head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was it. Was great. Now, Chris, you don't like Forrest Whitaker. 
I do not. And as as we were saying when Christian was on, that I think that there are a lot of scenes from that setting that are taken out of the movie. Yeah, because there's even the scene where she goes, I rebel. That wasn't even in the movie. Huh? There's a lot of... Would you have wanted... Seeing this movie, would you have wanted more Forrest Whitaker to find out more about his character or... Don't care. Would you want even less <laughs> than what you've already gotten? I think it was just, just right. Like I didn't really care who he was and, and, and or anything. I, I don't like him. I don't know why. I'm not a racist. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were till you said that. <laughs> I just I don't think I don't know. There's just something about him that just, just bothers me. And I did like his 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 leg. I like how that looked pretty pretty cool. <laughs> what a great leg. Did, did we ever see them though? Did we ever see him full body with this with that in the same shot no i don't I think, think so. just no just as bottom That's, i was let down by that and the skeleton foot they spent all their money on on plastic tarkin yeah <laughs> not enough not enough for more plastic whitaker T- tmt <laughs> yeah so but i think i think forrest whitaker I, I think he's we're gonna find out a lot more about his character um in other things and and is there did the, did the novelization come out for this yes i didn't I, I did okay there is a novelization you can get it on audible as well I uh, I was not a huge fan of the character, but I kind of liked the actor that did it, the Bodhi guy, the guy that was the he was the uh, the defector from the the Empire. Oh, uh, Riz uh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Uh, which, by the way, if anybody hasn't seen uh, Nightcrawler, yeah, he is uh, outstanding yeah. in Nightcrawler. He's really cool in that. Uh, yeah. And he's he's British. He's a British actor. Um, he's extremely intelligent. But you'd never you'd never know about that performance. But this one, yeah, he was phenomenal. The only thing I didn't understand, and I'm poking a lot of holes in this, but I really did like the movie. The scene where they put the 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 octopus on his head, yeah, yeah, it doesn't ever really go anywhere. There's yeah, no, there's and no payoff to that at all. That's what makes me think there's more there. There's things that were cut out. Like like uh, I would have liked to have seen it when they take that stuff off his head and they say, well, it turns out you have a small penis. <laughs> Things we already knew. You give us nothing. Like, like they, they reshot a lot of shit for this movie, I heard. Maybe like everything that they reshot show us the original shots. You know, maybe that's why for me it didn't really click as a Star Wars film for me. There were some... When it came to Ben Mendelsohn, and I, and I, I kind of noticed this, especially near the end of the movie, that there were some discrepancies of how he, what his appearance. There were times where he looked a little different than he did in the se- previous scene, and so I think that there were some scenes reshot near the near the end of the movie with him, at least. That that's something that I possibly noticed. But um, now <clears throat> I'm going to bring this up. And I'm not bringing this up for giggles or or anything, but <laughs> I think Chris already knows I'm. Gonna, I'm no, I know, but I'm, I'm already giggling. <laughs> He's already giggling. They made they made such a big deal. Or oh, I, just, I don't know. Who now I know. Are. Okay, never mind. All right, now I know. I don't. I don't know who the they are, but people out there, some people made a big deal over the Poe, Dameron, and Finn being gay characters, possibly what? being the first gay characters. Do you think that they were subtly implying that the Donnie Yen and the Wen Zhang, the Shirat and the Baz characters, were a gay couple no, in this movie? No, I never got that at all. 
Never got do you that think, at all. Do you think, other than me, do you think other people are going to come to that Tim, possible conclusion? I, I saw, when, after you mentioned, I saw on Facebook, somebody commented on some post somewhere about it, about them being gay. I think other people will, but uh, I think that's just... Say with this, uh, take this however you want, Tim. I think that says more about the person saying it than than it does about the way they were presented. <laughs> yes, because um, I don't. I'm not someone that every time I see because I have quite. I have a lot of male friends. Big surprise, and uh, several of them I have a very serious, you know, connection kissing with. Much problem, like these two guys. No, not a kissing problem, but <laughs> you know. Uh, We'll, we'll say hetero hetero life mates. We'll say yeah. like Jay and Silent Bob. You know, there's no there's no physical attraction. There's no sexual attraction. You just you love them like a brother, and that's yeah. what I got from these guys. It's it's just like if you've ever seen Midnight Cowboy. A lot of people read that as um, uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, John Voight's characters being gay, and I never got that they were gay. They're just two people who are depending on one another, and I never got that with these two at all. Okay. It's uh you know they just they have a connection. They've been through who knows what together, and they have a, a bond like brothers. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just something that it was something that I didn't think about until the third time I saw the movie, and then as as Sherrod is dying, it, it, it kind of seemed to me like, well, maybe maybe they, maybe maybe they're gay. But I mean, it, it it's it doesn't it's it's not something that I'm like these guys are gay and I'm gonna go on a tirade for or against or anything like that. It well, is just, I, I well, brought if it they up. Were, if they were I, supposed to be, if they were supposed to be, then kudos to the screenwriters and the actors yeah. for putting it in there, but not making it obvious. Yeah. And it, it, and it shouldn't it, necessarily it like, be the story. It shouldn't the, the be an story. identifying component of a character. Yeah. It should just be a part of who they are. But I figured I'd bring it up because it, 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 it went through my mind and I said, and I was like, okay, uh, I, I, this here's another thing that I'll, that I'll, 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 I'll bring up, which I thought was awesome. And I think it's something that not a whole lot of people would notice in this when they made the prequels. And even to a certain extent, episode seven, the background characters and the side characters all seem to be on the younger end of the spectrum. I'd say under 35. Right. And in this one, just like the original star Wars, it seemed like they went straight to central casting and got everybody that was like 45 and up to come in to play different characters. Like the entire rebel Alliance were all almost all older characters. Like when they brought out the engineers of the death star, they were all, they were all guys in their sixties, um, which I thought was really cool because that's kind of how they did the original star Wars and, and even empire strikes back to a certain extent as they had, older actors well back in the 70s you know if you were under 19 you weren't allowed to act in movies apparently yeah, not allowed to act but i'm playing i'm playing oliver twist well we've got uh, uh wilford brimley it, will be doing yeah, it at this point yeah. <laughs> i actually did he like is. it everyone in this movie looked like they came off the set of a new hope like the uh, all yeah. the the older mustache british <laughs> absolutely you know like, yep. that was cool that's me it was, like, it was so connective is that a word Connected. Yes. Connected. 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 So, my okay. So, may I share my other my other minor quibble? Yeah, please do. See if you guys were bothered by this. Yes. Go ahead. Every time we went to a new planet, there was a subtitle telling us where we were going. That's not Star Wars. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. I told I told Tim. Yes, Lord of the Rings. I said the same thing last night to Tim. Yep, I forgot about that. 
And I said, um, and I said the same thing that, that yes. uh, Jeff just Jeff said. said that Guardians, was, of Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, there was a they, they played a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two before the movie, and then it started and it happened, and I thought, oh, okay. And then I thought, wait a minute, this isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. This is Star Wars. Why don't is this tell weird? Me, don't tell me where they're at. I'll figure it out on my own. <laughs> well, do, do it in the dialogue. Do it in the dialogue. Yes. Yes. Tim was. Uh, you said though that you think it happened in in um Sith. Right. For some reason, I, I I didn't didn't the same thing happen? Didn't they do the same thing in Sith when they introduced Even if the planet? They, it's possible, and if they did, it's not Star Wars. Um, and I, I blame George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember that, but if um, it, it's it's possible, I just I don't remember it. But either way, but it, it it stuck out more in this one because they went to so many planets, so we were reading so many uh, so many names. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, there were a lot of planets in this. Yeah, there, yeah, they kept on popping up and this and this. I was like, yeah, don't. I, I, I turned to Cal. I was like, don't tell me where they're going. <laughs> especially <laughs> if you're going to say we're trip. going. Especially if you say we're going to Scarif, and then Scarif. Like they just said we were going to Scarif. <laughs> yeah. I think we could figure it out. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, what they were on when they were on Jeddah? Did you guys notice before they showed the long shot of the? knocked over Jedi statue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I didn't the first time I saw it I didn't notice it. And actually I didn't really notice it on the third that they you actually did see his face before they pulled out, but I, I, after they pulled out and they showed you, oh that's a gigantic Jedi statue that's been knocked over. And it, it looks like Obi-Wan kind of like yeah, you yeah. McGregor o- Obi-Wan, I guess. It, it did. I wondered if that wasn't supposed to be who it was, but it seemed odd that it would have been built that quickly and then knocked over yeah. and then aged that quickly <laughs> right so uh, yeah i mean it, it was it was neat i i i think that they were just trying to uh reinforce that that was a jedi temple i guess or, or the jedi or the original jedi world or something to that effect so um trying to think of what else what else we could talk about on this movie, well, I mean, we're we're we're, I, we're picking it apart. Uh, but well, that, I, I those, don't... those are my minor quibbles. The only other quibble I had was that literally every all of the main characters died. I was really hoping at least one of them would live. Um, I, I get why they had to die because I was like, well, they're not in the other movie. Well, there's a lot of people that are in Star Wars that don't show up in The Empire Strikes Back. I don't assume they're dead. Yeah, and uh, I just I it would have been nice if somebody had lived. Right. But uh, but I get why they did it. The only other thing, my, my friend that went with me was actually, the thing that disturbed her the most was when they came around the corner and saw K2 with his with his screwdriver in the other droid's head, getting the information out of the <laughs> oh, other droid's head. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like, that 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 shocked me and disturbed me for some reason. I can't figure out why. It just it seemed very, very shocking to me. <laughs> have to admit, though, that that, that droid... Every time his head would turn or whatever, it looked like a real. It looked so real, like there was. Yeah, it did. Yeah, they did a really good job. It of really that. was like fantastically. Like that's a droid talking right now. It, it looked, I guess, because of the neck was like uh, so so skinny. It wasn't you know like Anthony Daniels. It was like I don't know how they did it, but it looked pretty darn cool. Yeah, no, it was a great great design and great uh, great job on Alan Tudyk's part. He's sort of cornering the market on on robots. If you remember, he was a voice for all of the robots in iRobot. Yeah, yeah, he was. Right. Yeah. Did a f- remarkable job there as well. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you know you put him put put Alan Tudyk in everything as far as I'm concerned. Um, 
because he's only going to make your project better. But yeah, K2 was definitely a uh, a highlight for me as well. And and again, I think for the most part, I thought all of the actors did a uh, uh, remarkable work. Um, I know I've talked to a couple of people that were not that enamored of Forrest Whitaker. They thought he was a little over the top, which he was broad, but the character's broad and we didn't get much of him. I think if we had gotten more of him, it would have graded on my nerves a little bit. But yeah. but, the, but again, I had no problem with the music. I actually liked the uh, the Rogue One theme that they introduced. And um, I thought that the chemistry between all the characters was great. And I loved at the end how uh, you just, uh, it almost felt like a World War II movie. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've heard it compared to the Dirty Dozen meet Saving Private Ryan in space. Yeah. And I kind of and I kind of can go along with that because you've got these people that are on this this suicide mission and they're giving it their all and they're all supporting one another. And it's just yeah, it was great. And I liked that we saw sort of the dark side of the Rebel Alliance. You know, they're like, hey, we've got to we got to take this guy out yeah, um, because he's dangerous. If yeah, it's um, yeah, we got to see. Yeah, them basically we, we always thought that the Rebel Alliance was all virtuous and this is. You have their intelligence guy, you know, killing a dude, killing an, an informant. Yeah, and and that, assass- that was surprising too at the yeah. beginning. That was a little. I was surprised they went there. If if anyone finds one of those stormtrooper little dolls, please let me know because I think that was that was so cool seeing that little toy doll of a stormtrooper getting picked up, and I was like, that is pretty cool. What did What did you guys think of the um, the death troopers? Awesome. The, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, put, cool. you put a stormtrooper in all black armor and it's just awesome. I thought that their helmets looked a little like dark helmet. Except smaller. <laughs> um, I can see that. I can see that. I, actually, I, I, I have a I have a theory on those guys, because they're basically executioners. And I have a theory that the reason why, you know, they're all in black and you can't understand their their squawks. Is because nobody knows who they are, they're, or they don't want people to know who they are because they're they're effectively executioners. So when they put on that, they're anonymous. So you don't know that's Jim Stevens underneath, right? That and you can't recognize like all the other stormtroopers. You can kind of recognize their voices, but with theirs, it's all like chitter 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 chitter, and that's all you hear. And uh, so I, I have a feeling that it's they, they did that so that they'd be unrecognizable. So when they're out of their outfits, no one can say that's Death Trooper Steve. One one thing that t- took me out. I don't know if you guys noticed this when they were fighting the stormtroopers. One of them, how they flipped or fell over, his helmet came up, and I saw like the bottom of a face. Like, yeah, I, I didn't too. notice that. Like an I actual, did, I know, because because it was the dark, because everything was dark. You saw, or was it the stormtrooper? Wasn't it? Stormtrooper, yeah, I saw. Which like, he knocked him over, yeah, like skin. I saw like a person wearing a helmet rather than an actual stormtrooper, which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, because there are people in there. Exactly, but I never noticed that. You know, stormtroopers are people. Yeah, other films. I was like, oh, there's a guy in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess we're coming coming to the the end. I think we're just sort of pulling out little things here I, or there. I, I'm, um, seeing, I'm seeing it tomorrow, so I, I'm going to really, you know, I'm, I'll look harder and see if I like it any better, but... Chris, did you take your kids to see it? Just Luke. Caitlin's going tomorrow, and Luke again. Wait. How did Luke like it? He... He's weird. He he said, you know, he always turns <laughs> to me... He loved it. He's really weird. I don't know what's wrong with this kid. Whenever anything's over, as soon as it's over, did you like it, Dad? And then I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, and then whatever I say, he says the same thing back to me. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He didn't really 
So the next time, say, well, I don't know. I haven't decided. What do you think? Yeah, and I'll go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, I was going to take Moose to see it. She couldn't go with me uh, the other night because she has strep. And so, but after I saw it, I was like, I don't know. Because it is so dark and because everybody does die at the end, I don't know if she'll enjoy it. So I'll be interested to hear what uh, what Caitlin thinks after well, she's Caitlin. It. When, I, when I got home, Caitlin goes, you know, so dead I was, and I didn't answer right away. I'm like, well, <laughs> and she goes, uh oh. I said, well, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> I said until you see, and then we'll talk. So she's mm. she's going tomorrow with us to see an, an IMAX, which might you know be bigger and better for me. I will. I okay. I'll say this real fast. This will be my my final thought. I don't believe that the 3D added anything at all to the movie whatsoever. I actually think that the movie probably will play just as well or even better because of its vintage throwback look as a 2D film. I did not feel I because I, I, I saw the original the first time I saw it. I got it. I saw it in 3D. And I said to myself, it didn't. It did added nothing to the movie whatsoever. Zero. I can see that. I can see that, except for for the for the space battles and the X wings flying around. There, I could see things like with the the shield and some of that sort of stuff. But there was so little space battle compared to the the entirety of the film, and there was so little shots of ships flying through the air and in space that it it really was a it really was a. Uh, a ground battle or interior with nothing going on around you. So I, for, for those that are listening, if, if, if my opinion means anything to you <laughs> and it doesn't 3d means the, the 3d is nothing on this film. I thought one of the, one of the really cool scenes when space is when the shield came up and there's X wings crashing through that shield. That was awesome. And they slid in like, in like on like nothing space area. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, again, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going back, like I said, I'm going back next week. So I've heard a lot of people say the same thing you said, Tim, about the 3D, so it's not really worth paying the extra for it. I personally don't think that the 3D is worth it. I, 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 there's, I, there was nothing in the movie that I went, whoa. Nothing. Not not, not even this, because there was a couple of shots in that final battle that I thought, oh, but this is going to be great in 3D. By, by that point... Um, I I think I had forgotten that I even had the glasses on. Uh, so it it no, <laughs> then nothing stood out. Nothing stood out. Mm, okay. And and that's 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 hard for me to say. Usually, if I see a movie in three D, I can usually say, well, there this scene was cool. This scene was zero, zero. I won't say that. I won't say that it, that it hurt it. It just it it did didn't it, add anything. Didn't add it. anything, and I don't and, and it didn't really take take anything away. So. Well, all right. Any any final thoughts, fellas? I enjoyed it. Uh, to <laughs> me, it's it's better. It was better than the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, hey. Mm-hmm. And Take and that. I put the For- I put the Force Awakens kind of on par with Return of the Jedi. Um, so I would say if I would give, uh, I was talking with Dan from Coffee with Kenobi, and he said, "How many stars out of five would you give Rogue One?" And I said, "I would give it four. So I would give it four kernels of popcorn if we were on pass the popcorn. <laughs> And he said, what about The Force Awakens? And I said, well, I would have to go 3.8 because it's just slightly, like it's a tiny step down from it. So I guess I'm saying this is my third favorite Star Wars film. Oh, my God. <laughs> slightly. It's like it's three. Jedi is 3A. 
All right. And, and that and that's that's my honest opinion as an adult. I'm not taking nostalgia into it or anything like that. Uh, because Jedi is always going to have a place in my heart because that, that it, first half of Jedi is yeah. is my favorite of of everything. I love that first half of Jedi. Uh, well, Chris, I I I, I have a feeling you're going to change your tune a little bit when you see it uh, um, the second time. I'm hoping it, it it goes better, but I I don't think it's better than Force Awakens. But that's just my opinion. Maybe because of well, the- I think I think you'll have a, just have a higher opinion of it. You may yeah, not. I think you the, may not I think like the, it better, and I think the story is better. Than the Force Awakens, I really do. Take the first hour out of this movie. That's what this movie. First movie hour is just a <laughs> snooze fest. For if me. you take the first hour out of this movie, then you only have an hour long movie. He's like, what the hell? As soon as as they showed Vader on um, Mustafar, I was like, here we go. But that took an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that Mustafar thing was really awesome. I yeah at Celebration L.A. I think it was. It was either Celebration L.A. or the first. Or the first celebration in Orlando, they had a uh, Ralph McQuarrie art show, and they sh- they had his original concept art for Vader's castle. Yeah. So when I saw that, I'm like, I'm like, holy fucking shit, that's Vader's castle. <laughs> that's just sad that he's like living there where the last where he choked um, yeah. Padme at. Well, that makes sense that that's where he would be living. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, torturing, he's torturing himself. himself. He's punishing himself. How? Okay, how did you guys feel about Naked Vader and Bacta? I, I wanted cool. to see more Naked Vader. <laughs> I I was I, a I was amazed they went there, and B I, I loved it. I was like, this is so cool. This is the stuff we never got to see. Yeah, I would have loved it if they showed his face a little clearer, and True. it was Hayden Christensen's face. I, I, I honestly, I, I would have, I would have liked you know, well, them again, to bring Christensen in for that one shot. Well, again, if there is a theme to what I've been saying this entire time, it would everything would have been better with less FaceTime. I think that's the perfect amount of FaceTime. We yeah. know who we're looking at, but we, they don't commit to who the actor is. Oh, is it? That's is what it, they should have done with the all the other all of the other stuff, the other faces we talked about. Is it weird that I the first face. is the first thing I thought of when he came out and he ha- it was all dressed? I'm like. How the hell did he get dressed? I thought well, that. I don't know how long he's been waiting. Who was who um, was that dude? True. Who was who was that dude that would you know that that came into Lord Vader? Oh, well, I had, I someone made the comment to me that they hope that that is the first Swick character Swick uh, Rogue One show. <laughs> Technically, our, our last our last couple have been have been uh, Rogue One since uh, since the two of our more recent ones were Death Star Droid, which appeared in this, and um, there you go. And uh, Evazan. And Evazan, so, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, opportunity here. I think there's a lot more opportunity here to to do characters since a lot of them die in this. That uh, we could, we could do background oh, characters yeah. of this one easier than Force Awakens, since so many of the Force Awakens characters don't have uh, much of a backstory yet, or or future story uh, for that matter. So. Yeah, we we could uh, we 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 could. I would say in the next several months, it would not be out of the realm to do some Rogue One characters. Well, it's it's that one's been requested officially. Okay, so there you All go. Right. But but I did. I I loved that segment of it, and I honestly were you guys. So I know we're trying to wrap this up, but were you guys bothered? I've heard a lot of people complain about Vader's helmet. It didn't look like it fit. Yeah, a little and bit. I just assumed in I just assumed in that sequence it's like oh well this is what happens when you rush him out of the shower <laughs> he just throws everything on so he can, it's like it's basically a bathrobe Vader but then at the end of the movie it's still the same so I don't know I don't know did you hate hey, uh, his his line at all Jeff 
uh, when Which he was, one? When he was choking the guy and he said the word choke in his little pun. I didn't like that. Okay. That's not Vader. Vader okay. doesn't joke. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, the, I, I didn't understand that. The helmet, I did notice that it didn't fit around the neck. Um, but I honestly, I, I can't remember how it fits in Star Wars because I, I never I know, really I took a look. I watch it. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably close. It fits perfectly. <laughs> and uh, and I know that's like uh, like... The red eyes that Vader had red eyes in in the first Star Wars. He had red eyes. So I think uh, I think they were trying. And, and the the original Star Wars, the original Vader mask wasn't molded perfectly. So I think that they tried to go with that original mold look, where it was it wasn't quite symmetrical. So I, I think I think they were trying to be a little more authentic but we've gotten so used to perfection right that the when it's when we see something that's a little off from how we want it to be it it stands out much stronger i suppose so i'm so, good yeah like i said i i really enjoy, all these quibbles aside i just i really did enjoy the movie it was a good ride but it was funny and, though uh, that you have a lot of quibbles i do i do but uh, but it, nothing my quibbles are with sort of the way things were executed, not with what was executed. Okay. You know, I, I, I didn't have a problem. I, I liked that Tarkin was in the movie. I just didn't like the way they did it. The writing was great. It was just the execution of the visual. And, and I love that they put princess Leia in at the end. I thought everything, all of the elements that were there were elements that needed to be there. I just didn't think they picked the right angle on those elements. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. As opposed to, you know, when I when I saw Revenge of the Sith, I didn't get the story that I wanted. Mm. This was the story I wanted. There were just a few parts that they didn't do the way I would have preferred them to be done. Um, I guess, that, I, that I can live with. I, I'm really looking forward to the, um, which it could, it could be a bad thing, the Han Solo story. Because I love Han, but hopefully they, they go how I want it to go. <laughs> I I have a feel this. I'm, I'm making this prediction right now. I have a feeling that you are going to go into that with such a negative outlook because I think you're going to see the trailers and it's going to look more co- comedic. Well, I love Donald um, Glover though a lot. I think he's going to play Lando uh, perfectly. Yeah, I, I I just I just have a feeling that when that movie comes out, your main criticism is it's 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 not Harrison. I I I, and I'll I be right. I, 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 well, yeah, you you would be right on that. It's not Harris. I really have a feeling that you're gonna go into that one already with a hatred, uh, a prejudice. Not not necessarily hatred, but a but a, but a prejudgment uh, because because they're taking your favorite all time character from movies and recasting it with a young dude who may or may not be perfect for the role. I don't know, but I have a feeling that you're gonna go into that in two years and say. Oh my god! Well, then I will not see the movie. Then <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to watch the Han Solo. But movie. I, whenever I, but this here's the thing: whenever I say this, Chris always goes against it. He's like, "Well, I thought it was really good." <laughs> so I'm saying this now to already turn playing him the to the playing the yeah. seed. Yeah, I have two years playing now. the long game on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So in the end, two thirds of us liked it. Christian Simpson's a great guy. Uh, be sure, honestly, be sure to go to his facebook fan page and let him know that you heard heard this episode really i mean that's that's what helps us a lot in terms of creating and keeping these uh relationships 
with these these different uh, personalities fresh is to let them know that you appreciate them coming on our show and talking about their experiences. So please, when you when you're done listening to this, please head over to his Facebook page and his Twitter account. And let him know that you heard him on on Swick and that you appreciate him doing the trivia and coming on and talking because uh, that'll that'll go a long way for us and uh, and also uh, remind him that uh, he needs to go and talk to Matt Wood about getting me in episode eight. Please. And by the same token, be sure and go to Facebook and like Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff and Bantha Banter, and follow Marvin Dog Media on Twitter because that relationship is even more important to these guys. <laughs> and the, th- I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, yes, uh, t- if you guys Talking Toys is is my favorite toy show on the internet. I really like it. Um, Jeff and, and Taylor do a great job Thanks, going Jeff. through uh, old toy lines. I, I really wish I could have been on the superpowers line or the or the, the DC superhero show because I I have a very large fondness for that DC superhero show that the uh, who who made that one that was was it, um, not was not a, Toy Biz yeah I think it was Toy Biz it was Toy Biz was the crap the one yeah that was Toy Biz I love that one I love that one <laughs> you so, and Taylor both. That one was was a difficult one. That was a couple. You guys did that one a couple years ago. That was a difficult one for me. Listen, I kept shouting in my car radio. You sons of bitches! Taylor loved it. I just was not impressed. Taylor yeah. is the apologist. <laughs> so uh, and so, if you remember the Supernaturals line, you remembered. I thought they were just pieces of crap, and Taylor loved them. So, guess what? I got Taylor for Christmas. Oh, Let's just, spoiler! Taylor, I think has. I think he has a fondness for um, for poorly designed figures. I think he has well, a fondness for. For ugly figures and and, and he likes bad he likes bad movies too so yeah there you go. so I I think of him every time I see the bootleg um, Avengers toys oh yeah <laughs> right. yeah so I'm always like oh, I should get these Taylor so, loves those he loves those. I love, uh, the bootleg toys I, I think those are funny well hey guys so. thanks for having me on seriously this is always a lot of fun I thanks love talking to you guys yeah. and uh, I can't wait to do it again and uh, yeah Chris like I said I'm, I'm anxious to hear what uh, the rest of your family thinks about Rogue One and I'll, what you think the second time I'll, I'll let you know guarantee All right. until next time this is Star Wars in Character out thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts for more great podcasts and original entertainment please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.